feel pretty good myself. I do, Bonnie. Oh, happy birthday, baby. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was standing by my window on a cold and cloudy day when I saw the hearse come rolling oh to carry my mother away will the circle be unbroken That circle is not broken. We are still here. Uh, 50 years later, let's say it. Let's just say it. It's going to be talked about a lot this week. It's 50 years later that uh, we lost one of the great leaders of the movement, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We'll talk about that in a minute. But just now we want to thank Mavis Staples, Bonnie Ray, Taj Mahal, Greg Allman, and all the other people who were on the stage given that great rendition of Will the Circle Be Unbroken. Uh, Good morning. This is Live from the Heartland, the uh, March 31st edition. And hey, uh, I don't know what to say about spring. It's not here yet. It's blowing in here. (laughs) It's blowing in today. Um, I'm Katie Hogan, and across from me is Tom Clark. Good morning. Good morning, Katie. And our third partner, Michael James, is off being a uh, roadie with his son's band, Twin Peaks, in in, uh, Athens, Georgia. At least one of the stops. Yeah, one of those places. No, he's there, and uh, we're happy for him. Uh, We've got a great show today. We've got uh, Hassan El-Tayeb, a Chicago-area peace action activist and also a musician in his own right. We've got Pat Thomas, author of Did It! about Jerry Rubin, um, an American revolutionary. And our uh, first guest uh, lined up here is Brian Heigelke. Oh, I just blew it. Hi, you say it. Longtime editor, publisher of New City. We're going to talk media. We're going to talk culture and a bunch of other things. But first, go Ramblers, huh? Go Ramblers, sure. Yeah. Can you believe the attention Sister Jean's getting all the way up there in the Upper Peninsula where you got to spend some time? Well, literally 50 years ago, Jean, Sister Jean was uh, the dean of students at my college, at Mundelein College. And she was, she was, uh, no short shrift. As I somebody was talking last week, the only you got to know Jean if if you got in trouble. Right. <laughs> so of course I knew her right away. Um, but she was she was a great leader of women and men and all people. Which uh, has certainly come through in the interviews she's done this week. She's really been a rock star, and I think rightfully so. It's a great Americana kind of slice of the sporting world that a lot of us don't pay that much attention to. But we know our colleague Michael is going nuts not being around here for this. He Glorious just, weekend in Rogers Park. He texted us. Of He's, course. He, he'll be watching it. Um, I uh, just want to point out for Rogers Park neighbors, you can go and be part of the celebrating la- celebrations later today 
Uh, besides your local sports bar and other places, the new 400 Theater is opening its doors. You can go in for free and see the, the, uh, the game around 5 o'clock later today uh, with your neighbors. Yeah. Just, you know, be good to the neighborhood, kids. Don't go too crazy. Um, At that same location um, on April 9th, um, both Raise Your Hand and Network 49 are doing a special viewing of A Backpack Full of Cash. This is a uh, wonderful documentary narrated by Matt Damon. We hope that you'll be able to join us. Um, it's a fairly inexpensive ticket. Uh, it's a mini fundraiser, but mostly it's a very powerful film about school funding. That's school funding. The funding of schools. To which we must think of Rom. Yes, he's beginning to get some competition to... Uh, Try in his try for a third term next year. Yes, we just had the March primary, and as I told many of my friends, it's just the start of the next election season. And indeed, our local municipal elections, which uh, don't happen until 2019, are already in full gear. Mm-hmm. We not only have the former police superintendent, Gary McCarthy, uh, on the front page of the newspaper, but also Mayor Daley's former budget director, Paul Vallis, is now decided he can go after Rahm as well. As is Willie Wilson. A second run for him, as is Troy LaRivier, who uh, actually will be appearing in Rogers Park this week, uh, even though he did not appear on the news programs in the last two days that were highlighting those who are running against the uh, current mayor. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if he has to fight for headlines the way Chewy did. Uh, but at the United Church of Rogers Park on Thursday night at 6.30, uh, Troy will be uh, coming to Rogers Park to introduce his campaign to our neighbors, so we suggest everybody go out and meet him. We also want you to put on your calendar an event the Housing Committee of Network 49 is sponsoring uh, in this Fair Housing Month on April 14th at, uh, from 11 a.m. to 1230 at Potawatomi Park. We'll have a presentation on Not Welcome, the Uneven Geographies of Housing Choice. This is a... Uh, a pretty uh, in-depth report out of Roosevelt University that's looking at housing discrimination. Yes, another five decades after we were first working on this, Katie. Uh, the particular issue here is how housing voucher holders have such a hard time actually finding an apartment to rent, even though they had the federal government helping them out to pay that rent. Yeah, and I'm real impressed by uh, the Housing and Community Development Committee of Network 49 for their uh, continuing good work on this. Uh, anybody who wants to know and have their arguments uh, backed up or informed about housing discrimination, you should show up, Potawatomi Park, uh, 11 to 12.30, uh, Saturday, April 14th. Um, you just mentioned um, 50 years uh, you know, later, uh, open housing, uh, integrating Chicago schools, uh, all of this stuff is still wanting so badly. And uh, the day that I remember, um, the day that we all remember when King was killed in Memphis, uh, what do you remember? Uh, what, what was your... Well, I remember kind of rolling angst as we were getting out of school and began to hear of other people who were getting home from school because of the way the streets filled in, people filled with grief, lots of phone calls amongst our high school friends. We'd all been working on anti-racism work and school integration, and this was a big blow. This was our hero. This is someone that we had really studied closely. We were trying to model his example. We were reading about him in in English and theology class in in high school 
and I know you were doing this in the South Side as well, and it was, it was a stunning moment, and I find myself today in somewhat of a melancholy mood. I want to celebrate this man's life, but I also understand this was something that happened in this tumultuous year, which we'll be talking about a little bit later in a different context. Um, we need to celebrate what we've accomplished, but also realize how much more needs to happen. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, with the news about um, police-involved shootings from one end of this country to the other, usually on uh, young black men with a phone in their hands or whatever else, uh, I, I, don't, I don't feel particularly up or celebratory. Um, I do celebrate his life in January on his birthday, but this, this is the marking of his murder, his assassination, just as we will also mark 50 years in June of the murder of Robert F. Kennedy, Robert, yeah, Robert Kennedy, um, and I, I just uh, I I remember that it was a real struggle to get through school the day after in my high school on the Southwest Side, which included a lot of people who were the result of the white flight out of certain neighborhoods. Um, I had to sit through and and argue with students who said things like, "I'm glad they got him." He was just a troublemaker anyway. And I remember just, you know, being in tears after two or three of my classes that day. And then coming up to Mondelein, where Jean Dolores awaited us, mm-hmm. um, where nuns who had been already out of uniform, I, habit, as we called it, were back in. And I asked my host, um, who was, you know, as an incoming freshman, I was doing my fall spring visit. She said... Uh, Oh no, they're they're not. I said, why is why are people in habits? She goes, well, uh, look what they're doing. They're loading a station wagon with blankets and clothes and food, and they're heading to the West Side uh, mm-hmm. Parish. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I went up into the dorm and saw the pictures from that morning's newspaper of of the photo of uh, MLK, and I turned to my host and I said, I didn't know there were this many black kids at Mondelein. She goes, they're not black. And I was like, oh, I'm home, I'm home. Anyway, so that's it. I knew I'd go too long on that remembrance. Sorry. But they wore their habits because that was going to be a good uniform that it day. It was going to be their saving. Yes. It was going to save them. For, it was going to mark them as, we're here to help. We're not just silly white ladies coming into the hood. <laughs> um, anyway, it was, a, it was a scary time. You know, the West Side was on fire, and we could see it from the L platform, the, the glow. Um, it was pretty rough my, all the my, way around my general observation is people recall uh 50 years ago in the assassination is why he was in memphis which is in itself an incredible story that reverberates to today i am a man yep was the carrying call at the time these sanitation workers felt they had to reestablish their humanity before anyone would pay attention to negotiating a decent contract yep Yep, Aren't yep. we still fighting that one today? So everybody should ch- tune in Thursday night to see the BET uh, uh, showing. Oh, it's Wednesday night uh, on BET, if you get it, um, the life of King and the death of King. Uh, anyway, we'll be remembering him forever. Uh, I'm always glad to remember him with uh, folks who may not have known him, like our youngsters here in the studio who uh, are kind of hungry for uh, knowing some of the things that we all experienced. Uh, 